Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together to worship you. Father, we pray now that everything done and said will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom, Father, that it will accomplish what it was set to accomplish, and we just give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so a little girl was sitting in her grandpa's lap, and they were sitting staring at a mirror. And, and he was just reveling in the moment of having her in his lap, and, and she was very fixed on the mirror. And um, she asked, Grandpa, did God make you? And she said, yes, sweetheart, God made me. And so he sat there a little bit longer, and the girl was just pondering, and she said, Grandpa, did God make me? He said, yes, sweetheart, God made you too. The little girl sat there for a long period of time, and Grandpa was getting ready to ask her, and she finally said, man, God's doing a better job nowadays, isn't he? <clears throat> hey, I'll take all the good jokes y'all can send me, I promise. <clears throat> all right, so what we're going to talk about today is... Uh, 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 is spiritual warfare, but we're going to talk about the battlefield. Um, it, it, more and more and more today in today's world, it, 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 it's, I'm not a doomsday guy. I'm not saying that, that Jesus is coming back tomorrow, but Jesus is coming back soon. And more and more and more, it's ramping up the attack on Christianity and the attack on the sanctity of marriage and the attack of the unborn child. And all of these things are coming against the body of Christ. And sometimes I feel like, I don't know, if you were like backpacking through Europe in World War II. You know, there's a war going on around us, and we kind of just doing what we do. We just walk through the middle of it, unbeknownst to us. We, we, a lot of us don't even identify that we're in the war, much less participate in it. And we kind of just are... are walking aimlessly through whatever we're doing and, and the war is taking place around us and at us and through us and beside us and and and, and we just kind of you know i don't know if we're not um spiritually aware enough of what's taking place or or we've been lulled to sleep or 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 what it is but but the we are constantly in a constant battle right now of good versus evil and it's not just right now it's been for the whole length of time, right, from the beginning of time, good versus evil has been taking place, but it seems like, y'all watch football much, especially the NFL, right? The NFL, you can watch the first three quarters of the game, and it is pretty boring, and you get in the last five, six minutes of the game, and all of a sudden, they start running trick plays and throwing the ball farther and doing all this crazy stuff. This is all of a sudden, I mean, and I want to know, why didn't you run that play in the first quarter? I mean, why didn't you throw the ball 60 yards in the first quarter? I don't understand. But, but what the problem is, is, is the time's running out. And so all of a sudden, you have to take more risk and have bigger advances and, and bigger opportunities because the time's running out, right? You can't, you can't be conservative in the fourth quarter. You've got to be aggressive in the fourth quarter. Well, we're in the fourth quarter. And the enemy has gotten more aggressive and more aggressive. And, and, and the things that have taken place that we see, you we, we have a conversation, right? Our, our, our family, we're a pretty opinionated group. If you don't know us, if you come set Sunday dinner, you would realize that we're a fairly opinionated group. And it goes all the way from Ann Hunter to Daddy. I mean, you know, everybody in the middle, right? I mean, we, we, and we have some very good discussions. But, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, we had a discussion not so long ago, and they said, I just cannot believe that people are that bad, that they're that evil. And it's, 
I'm going to make a bold statement. It's not the people that are evil. It's their daddy, the devil, that is evil. And he is using them and then manipulating them and creating this chaos and death and destruction around him. Jesus said in John 10 and 10, that the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And if you want to look at stuff, and you look at stuff that's going on, and you look at the folks that are killing, stealing, and destroying, they are not of God. And I don't care if they're your favorite actor or your favorite politician or the favorite good guy or your football player, your baseball player, your basketball player, pick. But if they line up on the side of killing, stealing, and destroying, I have a hard time believing they're on my side. Because my boss said he came that we have life and have it more abundantly. So let's turn, if you will, to the book of Ephesians and see this is where I think the difference is. We have to see the enemy for who the enemy is. So if you turn with me to the book of Ephesians, and, and I know we've read this scripture in a, in a couple of sermons, but it's, it's so relevant. Finally, I'm sorry, cha uh, chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power and put on the full armor of God so that you can stake a take a, your stand against the devil's schemes. See, it's not a, this is not a run right at you. This, the, 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 Satan isn't trying to run right at you. He, it's schemes. He's trying to bait and switch. He's trying to get you to go places you're not supposed to be and do things you're not supposed to do. But make it look like it's not that bad, but it really is. For we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authorities and against powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. So when we talk about people are bad, Yes, they are, but their father, who is the devil, is using them as pawns in a game, in a, in a, in a 3D level chess game that we are walking through the middle of like we backpacking through Europe. We don't see what's taking place around us, and I've said it a couple times, but I really wish you could unzip reality and see through to the spiritual realm and see the spiritual battles that are being taking place. Because I believe that we're being attacked, and you're being attacked. Listen, you're being attacked. Whether it's at work or at home or on TV or in music or in just day-to-day -day life, you're being attacked. And it's understanding where the attack comes from to where, because once you figure out, or once you have discerned or, or been spiritually discerned of who the enemy is and what they look like and how they're attacking you, they're defeated. We, we fight a defeated enemy, but until you figure out, until you, as long as you're fighting against people and against flesh and blood, right? But they were mean to me, or they said this, or they said that, or this happened, or that happened. It, it is the devil who was attacking us, and I'm, you know, what was it, Sammy Davis Jr., whatever, the devil made me do it. It's a lot, of, a lot of the things that we face and that we see in this spiritual warfare that takes place. <clears throat> now, let me digress. If you're overweight or, or, or if you have a bad habit and you continually do it over and over and over and over and over and over and then you blame it on the devil, we got a problem. And that's called excuses, right? You don't understand. I fight stuff you don't fight. I get it. Everybody has their own battles. But if it's just a bad habit that you continue to set yourself up into, 
over and over and over and over and over. <clears throat> if it is a spiritual attack, then you need to put your foot down and draw a line in the sand and say there is no more access here. Right, because the Bible says that we tear down strongholds and imaginations and anything that builds itself up against Christ. Anything that <coughs> is contrary to God's word, we are supposed to eliminate. Now, I've said a long time ago, if you had to pick a company that you agreed with their moral values completely, you might could walk to Chick-fil-A. Maybe. But you couldn't buy oil and you couldn't buy a vehicle and you couldn't have clothes. I mean, you'd have to make your own clothes out of whatever you could find, some fig leaves or something. I don't know that we got fig trees with leaves big enough to cover me. But I mean, I would be like in a fig leaf kind of ensemble. Lots of fig leaves. But, but you wouldn't be able to. I'm, I'm saying you cannot function in this world and agree with everybody you do, do business with. However, what we have to do is understand who the enemy is and what their motives are. Because once we get to there, when we figure out that this is the enemy and this is what their motives are, that, and, 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 and here's the secret, their motive is, and, and I'm not saying the Antichrist, they are Antichrist. They're against God, and if you see anybody portray, like in this little stupid South Park and all that stuff, of how they portray Jesus and how they portray our, our Savior, the King of Kings, you, they tell you exactly what they think of him, not very much. So when we see that, we have to understand that that is an attack, and it's anti-God and anti-Christ, and it's, it is an attack against the entire Christian body. And it's in the fourth quarter, and the devil knows the time is running out, and he is getting more aggressive, and, and we're pushing harder for, for, for more genocide and, and more abortion and more death and more killing. And, 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 and it's just real. And <clears throat> Nope, not going to talk about that. Uh, 2 Corinthians, I got something. <laughs> yeah, I can't verify it, so I can't talk about it. 2 Corinthians 10. Did I get all the way through Ephesians? I think I did. 2 Corinthians 10, um, verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. For the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, to demolish arguments, and every pretension or idea that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, when we start talking about the battlefield, when I talk about the battlefield and, and backpacking across Europe, because that, that's the best thing I can think of, uh, how it, or, or through Vietnam or through uh, Korea or whatever other conflicts we've had. I mean, imagine the Civil War taking place at Gettysburg and all these people are fighting and you just do, 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 do right through the middle of them while they're shooting and fighting. And, I mean, and that's how we live, but we have to understand where the battlefield is. Now, the battlefield is around us, but a lot of the battlefield and the battlefields that we fight are right here, right? It's a battlefield of the mind. It is what we're thinking, when we're thinking, how we're thinking, how we react, how we should act. What did he say? What did she say? Did they hurt my feelings? Are they doing that on purpose? It, it, and, and Satan will constantly attack you. You're not good enough. You're not, you're not smart enough. You're not thin enough. It, it, it doesn't matter. And that is a spiritual attack. The spiritual attack takes, that is that gnawing, antagonizing, aggravating voice that harasses you. That is not your subconscious, that is the devil. Because if you read Romans, 
Romans 8 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you, and Crystal, man, ooh, Crystal, sometimes I have to beat her about the head and neck with Romans 8. I mean, really, there is no condemnation for those because she wants to be, I didn't do enough or I didn't go enough or I didn't say enough or I didn't. Hey, look, there are times that we don't go enough or do enough or be a good enough example. I mean, I drove too fast in a parade last night. I watched four or five videos and go, good Lord, I was I driving 90? I mean, how fast was I driving? I mean, I'll go through the video. And I'm like, and Mama even told me before we started, now you make sure that you slow down in front of the judges. And I'm like, of course I'm going to slow down in front of the judges. If y'all watch the video, right by the judges. I got to keep up with the guy in front of me. I don't know what it is. So that condemnation comes, and it comes from those kinds of things, right? Little things. And, and, and what is its goal? Its goal is to tear you down, to belittle you, to embarrass you, to degradate you, to keep you away from having that loving, grace-filled, wonderful relationship with God. It's trying to separate us from From having a relationship or just being roommates. Like we kind of live in the same house and we kind of do the same stuff, but there's not a relationship. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, you've seen marriages that people are more roommates than they are in a relationship. They kind of are there, but they ain't there. I mean, that's what Satan's whole attack right now is on the body of Christ, is to Eliminate as many souls from Jesus as possible. Every opportunity to cut short the number of people that will turn to Christ, that's his goal. To stop as many people from going to heaven as humanly possible. And it starts out on a very minuscule level of trying to degradate the Christian and harass them and bombard them and attack them and try to keep them away from being a good example. For being a good witness, to having good family values, to standing up for what's right. Because what happens now if you stand up for what's right? Well, they're going to blister you and crucify you and then talk bad about you. Talk bad about me. Talk bad about me. Go ahead. Get some. Talk. I mean, people already talk bad about me anyway. Who cares? I don't care what they say. I'm going to be the best example for Christ. Now, does that mean I don't fall down? No, heck no. Absolutely not. But Satan's goal is to try to eliminate us as being a good example. Eliminate us, get us so against ourselves and against each other that the body of Christ can't come together and be the shining light of the world that it's supposed to be. Because why? Because when the body of Christ is put on display as the shining light of the world, more people come to Jesus, more people join the body of Christ, more people are going to heaven. And Satan loses every time. It's from the spiritual attack that happens on Sunday morning before you get ready to come to church. It's from the gnawing, nagging attack. You said something you weren't supposed to say, and you're not a very good witness. And man, you're not a very good Christian. I would be embarrassed if I was you. I mean, that, that happened to anybody else or just me? Maybe it's just me. might be just me. That is not of God. That is not of God. It is, therefore, there, are now, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we have to understand that we're in a war. I mean, Ephesians 6, if you read all of Ephesians 6, it says that you ought to get dressed to war. 
I mean, Chad, when y'all got ready to go do stuff in the war, y'all put on some special clothes, right? Y'all wasn't in like sandals and, and some short britches and short sleeve shirts. Yeah, no, it was, it was serious stuff, right? And headgear and, and, and backpacks and, and bulletproof vests, I hope, or whatever. All the stuff, right? Because you got ready for war. You don't get ready for war and go lay on the beach. You don't get ready to go lay on the beach and then go to war. You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, if we're in war, we should be prepared for war. And we're not. We are walking across it in flip-flops and shorts and a t-shirt, kind of in the war zone and stuff's happening around us. And we're not prepared. So Ephesians 6 really says that, you know, we got to put on our, our war outfit. And I'm not going to go into that, but we had to put on our war outfit and, and put on the proper shoes and the chest plate and the helmet and, and, the, and the belt and, and, and the sword, Right? So we have to go into battle being prepared for battle. So we have to be prepared for battle. We have to know who the enemy is, right? And once we understand that we war not against flesh and blood, we are against principalities and powers and rules of the door, you start to understand the, how I'm attacked, when I'm attacked, why I'm attacked. And then there's a very important scripture. And see, this might be the biggest piece of the puzzle. It... it, it Anybody ever go back and, um, like, watch the football game to where your team won, but you were down, and it was bad, and then all of a sudden we made this miraculous comeback, and, and, and everything was wonderful? I mean, we have a softball in that. We played Texas in the World Series. Texas beat us the first day of the World Series, and our ace pitcher has run out of innings, and, and, and we were in trouble, and we were losing, and it was bad. I mean, it was bad. We were getting ready to come home. 13 hours for nothing right here. We were getting ready to come home. And Caroline got an opportunity to pitch and threw absolutely the game of her life. Now, standing there watching that game, I bet my heart, well, I don't bet. I, I actually have the, the, the thing of my heart rate, and it stayed from like 130 to 150 for like three hours. It was nuts. I mean, I built, I burnt like a bazillion calories because I, if you ever see me in a ball field, I don't sit still anyway, and I paced and clapped and cheered and yelled and, and, and wrung my hands. And, I mean, it was incredible. That day, it was gut-wrenching. Now, because we won, it's awesome. I can go back and look at that and go, hey, whew, hey, this girl's getting ready to watch this play. Oh, this is so, Caroline can almost tell you every pitch of every batter. You know, like I threw her this, and then I threw her that. and Great, because she can go back and look at that <clears throat> battle and know that we're going to win and it's not as stressful when you watch it and you know the outcome. <clears throat> I mean, right? When you know the outcome, it's not near as stressful. So if you will, Colossians. Um, and I guess I'll start with 13. Uh, oh, I need to give you a chapter. Colossians 2, 13. <clears throat> and when you were dead in sin and uncircumcised of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ, and he forgave us all of our sins, A-L-L-L, having canceled the, <clears throat> the charge of our legal indebtedness, right? Indebtedness. So he, he forgave us of our sins. He canceled the charge against us, which stood against us and condemned us, <clears throat> right? That's the way that, no, we were condemned. We were already condemned, but he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross, right? And, and, and all of that stuff is fantastic. And then the next verse 10, and having disarmed the powers in authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumph, triumph, triumphing over them by the cross. 
So when you say that we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers, and then you look and say that Christ has disarmed the powers and the rulers, right, and the authorities, and made a public spectacle over them via the cross, so then who is the enemy again? Because we said we had to know we were in a battle, right? We needed to know who we were fighting against and his powers and principalities and rulers of the dark. So if those folks are the same folks as in Colossians 2.15, <coughs> who are we losing against? Because if we're getting beat by a defeated foe, we're obviously doing something wrong. I mean, I, I've watched that game against Texas, Texas a couple times, and we win every time. I mean, I, I already know what the score is. I, I can tell you the stats, the box score, the whole thing. I, I, I know who's going to win. I know who's going to win this, too. But we don't act like it. We walk around like it's, you know, top of the third, and we're losing 5-2. to two. That's what we act like. We act like we're, we're beat, that we can't beat, we can't win. Because there's two groups of, well, there's a couple groups of folks. But there's a couple different groups of folks. That one group is just walking through the battlefield, and I have no idea what's taking place around me, and I don't care, and I'm just trudge on through the middle of it. And then there's a whole other group that is beat down and defeated and, and, and give out and upset and in angst because they're losing. I, I, can't, I can't comprehend for the life of me how a child of God can live in this world knowing, and that's the key word, knowing what the Bible says, knowing that when it says that I'm the Alpha and the Omega, I'm the beginning and the end, I've seen the end before it started, knowing that Christ is champion, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, a name above every name. I can't believe that we feel like we're losing. How are we losing? How are we losing? How do we have the opportunity to feel like that we are failing in battle when we have the name of Jesus on our side? <clears throat> I done read all the way to the back of the book. We win. I, done, I, I cheated. You know, I was kind of like, <clears throat> Savannah's terrible. We, we, if you ever watch a new movie with Savannah, you have to take her phone if you don't want her to know what happens. Because she will Google what happens in the movie where she can know what happens in the movie in the reviews to where she's not surprised by the outcome. Now, I'd rather be surprised by the outcome, but Savannah wants to know what's going to happen before we start. And then she'll ask, you know, we're watching like a brand new movie, and she'll ask me what's getting ready to happen. Baby, I don't know. I literally am watching the same movie as you at the same rate. I don't have some magical power that I'm watching 45 seconds in advance of you and could tell you, travel back in time to tell you. But Savannah wants to know how it ends. Well, I want to know how it ends too, and I do. I know how it ends. I know how the spiritual battle ends, but it requires us to show up, to put on our armor of God, to go about our daily deal, to fight the good fight of faith, to run the race that we're set in front of us. That's our job, to be the good example. Because look here, <coughs> if the stars started falling today and the trumpet started blowing and Jesus appeared in the sky, I'm not concerned in the least lick of problems of where Robbie's going. I'm not concerned where y'all going. I'm concerned where the world's going. And as it gets deeper in the fourth quarter, we have to be more, uh, more bold, more aggressive as well. Because there's not a lot of time. 
We have to, have to, have to be good examples to the world. We have to take Jesus to everywhere we can take him. You know, and, and, and look, <clears throat> I, I, I need to go talk to that guy. There's a guy in Monk's Corner, stands on the corner in front of Piggly Wiggly with a sign and a cross, right, every day. He, he is preaching the gospel. Now, and that's his calling and good for him. That's not my calling. I don't have a cardboard sign at my house that says turn or burn or whatever it is to, to go stand on the corner. I'm dead. That's not where I'm at. And for, if it's one of y'all's calling, I haven't seen you do it. So either if, you, if it either is your calling, y'all need to get after it or it's not your calling either. Right? Everybody has, right? The Bible says to walk worthy of your calling, your ministry, your example, your testimony. <clears throat> but nowhere in a spiritual war and you need to get busy doing what you're supposed to do. And if that's your neighbor or your co-worker or your children or your parents or your aunt or uncle or the old drunk that lives down the street or whatever, <clears throat> get to getting. It's deeper in the game. It is time for everybody to stand up and get to the line and get dressed appropriately and let's get after it. Because when we are in this fight, it requires participation from us. The body of Christ has to show up. And the, in you read Revelations, it says they overcome the dragon by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Well, you don't get a very good testimony sitting on the couch. So we got to get after it. Whatever that is, whatever it's on you, it's got, you have to be the light of your world. You have to be that example to your people, to your stuff. We have to reach them. We have to understand the attacks that come against us. Those gnawing, aggravating, annoying, tearing down, that that is not of God. It is not of God. That is not how God corrects you. It's not. So, know that we are in a war. Know how we're supposed to dress in a war. Know who the enemy is. And know he's defeated. Really, I mean... Who wouldn't want to win? I mean, who don't want to go play in a game if you know you're going to win? I mean, I, I like winning. I mean, I like winning a lot. I mean, I, 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 it probably drives me more than it should, that whole winning. But we win. I mean, it, it, we're on the good side of this. So as we understand that we're in a war, we have to act accordingly. We have to be very careful of where we put ourselves and what position we put ourselves in to be very careful that we're not lured by one of these schemes. To understand, to have the knowledge of God in front of us, right? And, and, and look, if you're in a situation, and, and that's how God talks to me. If I start doing something stupid, it starts bubbling up right here. It ain't, you're not good enough, it's you're better than this. This is not what you're supposed to be doing. It is not you're terrible, it is that I love you and you shouldn't be here. And maybe y'all don't got one of them. Mine's is loud. Every once in a while, I can hear it talking and still ain't smart enough to stop talking. I mean, you know, y'all probably don't have that either. But we're in a war. We have to be prepared for the war and continue to do our job in the war. And, and look, is war fun? No, I don't think so. Is war fun? No, war's not fun. No, and folks have, I mean, war is, war is tough. But we win. And that makes it even better. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for your love and your grace. Father, we thank you for this word that will not return void. It will accomplish what it was sent to do. 
And we just give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' most precious name. Amen.